Everybody loves the touchdown. Throws to the back of the end zone, and it is touchdown by Holmes. The grand slam. Fly ball to center field. Ethier has done it again. It's a grand slam. The buzzer beater. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! But how did those players get to that moment? And who built the venue and signed the contracts? We dig into the business side of sports and give you the answers. This is Sports Business Radio, powered by Postano. Now, from our studios in Portland, Oregon, with Sports Business Radio, here's your host, Brian Berger. Well, thanks for checking out the only show dedicated to covering the business side of sports. Glad you could join us. We're happy to be powered by our friends at Postano. Follow them online at postano.com or on Twitter at Pistano. We're going to look inside the business of golf on this week's show. Two of the best courses out there. I've had the pleasure of playing them in the last month. We're going to talk to Mike Jones, the general manager of Kapalua Golf and Tennis in Maui. And we're going to talk to Michael Chupka, the director of communications at Bandon Dunes Golf Resort. What is golf doing to keep people engaged? We live in this world of ADD. Do people want to play 18 holes? Are there other things you can do to engage male and female golfers? We're going to talk about the business of golf on this week's show and highlight Kapalua and Bannon Dunes. I'm excited to announce that the 2016 Sports PR Summit presented by the Players' Tribune will take place on Tuesday, May 17th at the Players' Tribune headquarters in New York City to receive an invite to this exclusive event. For 125 senior sports PR executives from across the sports world, get in touch with us at sportsprsummit.com. That's sportsprsummit.com. We're super excited about our partnership with the Players Tribune. You probably heard my interview with Gary Honig, the editorial director of the Players Tribune and Jeter Publishing on our last edition of Sports Business Radio. If you didn't hear that conversation, Really interesting insight from Gary on the current media landscape and what sets the Players' Tribune apart. I'd invite you to go to iTunes or our page on Audioboom and listen to my conversation with Gary Honig of the Players' Tribune. Registration is now open. So if you haven't received an email invite to the Sports PR Summit, uh, get in touch with us again via sportsprsummit.com. I want to tell you also about an exciting new partnership we have with FanDuel. FanDuel is the leader in one-week fantasy football with more winners and more payouts than any other site. The money is real. They are paying out over $75 million a week this football season. Building a team is as easy, actually. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back on Sunday and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1. Anyone can play. Go to FanDuel.com right now and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use my code SBR10. That's SBR10 and sign up now. If you haven't played FanDuel yet, now is the time. I'm giving all sports business radio listeners $10 to play FanDuel. So go to FanDuel.com again. The offer code is SBR10, and when you create a new account, I'm going to add $10 to whatever amount you deposit. All right, coming up next, we're going to hear from Mike Jones of Kapalua, which happens to be the plantation course, is the home to the Hyundai Tournament of Champions. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Stay in the know at sportsbusinessradio.com. Podcasts, blogs, and more powered by Postano. SBR will be right back. You ain't got the right to tell me when and where to go, no right to tell. 
Hi, it's Brian Berger, host of Sports Business Radio, but also the founder and CEO of the exclusive Sports PR Summit. The Sports PR Summit is an annual event bringing together senior PR executives from the sports world, national media members, and pro athletes for a full day of panel discussion, featured conversations, and face-to-face networking in New York City. Past speakers have included ESPN reporter Jeremy Schapp, Sports Illustrated executive editor Don Wartime, former NFL veterans Tiki Barber and Derek Mason, NBA senior VP of PR Mike Bass, and other top PR minds from across the sports world. The 2016 Sports PR Summit will take place on Tuesday, May 17th at the Players' Tribune, which is a new digital media platform created and curated by some of the world's top athletes and founded by former Yankees great Derek Jeter. The Sports PR Summit is an invite-only event limited to 125 attendees. If you're a senior sports PR executive and you'd like to be invited to the 2016 Sports PR Summit at the Players' Tribune in New York City, Get in touch with us via the Sports PR Summit website at sportsprsummit.com. That's sportsprsummit.com. Follow the Sports PR Summit on Twitter and Instagram at Sports PR Summit and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Sports PR Summit. I hope to see you at the 2016 Sports PR Summit on May 17th at the Players' Tribune in New York City. The website is sportsbusinessradio.com. My guest is Mike Jones. He is the general manager of golf and tennis at Kapalua. You can find them online at golfatkapalua.com, one of my favorite places on planet Earth. I was there about a month ago. Mike, thanks for joining us on Sports Business Radio. Brian, my pleasure. Glad to be on this morning, and uh, I'm, I'm glad you said it's one of your favorite places because it's one of mine, too. Yeah, it's just the views are stunning. You've got two award-winning courses there, the Plantation Course, which is, of course, home to the PGA Tours Hyundai Tournament of Champions. The Bay Course has hosted over 20 professional tournaments, and they've been recognized by Golf Magazine as the best golf courses in Hawaii. So anytime I'm in Maui, such a pleasure to be able to stop by. We'll talk about some of the other things like the food and, and the accommodations. But as far as the golf is concerned, uh, I know that the plantation course, 25th anniversary in 2016, where's the time gone? Oh, yeah, it's gone by really quick. And, um, uh, you know, we're excited. It's our, our 25th anniversary. The Bay Course actually this year has been open for 40 years. Wow. And, um, you know, the the plantation course, I wasn't here in the day, but shortly after it opened, we started hosting uh, tournaments and the Mercedes-Benz Championship. So um, we've got a lot of special things planned for 2015, maybe some special rates and deals to go around our 25th anniversary, but also with the tournament, you know, a lot of PR and promotion about the 25th anniversary of the plantation course, I, I'm, I'm fortunate. I get to talk to Ben Crenshaw a lot because Ben designed the golf course, and he and Bill Core um, are excited. We're not sure quite yet what their involvement's going to be, but we're trying to get them involved. But I, I love talking to them about the golf course and about the design and the things they had to do. So it's a it's an exciting time here at Kapalua. Yeah, it really is. Is there a chance that they would come for some sort of a anniversary event during 2016, or is that still all being planned? That's still all being planned. We usually get Ben here um, when Texas is playing in the Maui Invitational Tournament. Okay, uh, <laughs> so he loves to do that, but he also plays in the you know usually plays in the senior event over on the Big Island. So 
he'll come by once in a while. I had him uh, after the tournament a, a year or two ago, and he and I took a, a tour around the whole course and looked at some maybe small tweaks and stuff. But like I said, when they designed this place, they did an awesome job with the land they had. And, uh, you know, going back to the event, hopefully we'll get them involved somehow in this 25th anniversary, but it's still all being planned. Yeah, for people who haven't been to Kapalua, the plantation course is set up on the mountainside, and the vista views of the ocean and the panoramic views and the sunset views are as good as any place you'll see. Um, and then the bay course is down by the bay, and that's the course I played. My daughter rode around in the cor- in the cart with me uh, when I was there about a month ago, and you know you've got a great par three fifth hole where you have to hit over the ocean a little bit by the way mike i've got to tell you and you saw this on twitter but uh i birdied that hole i don't get birdies very often but that was the highlight of my day to uh birdie that par three fifth hole well that's a pretty good accomplishment there the fifth hole is the only hole i don't know if you know this but it's the only hole in the island of maui that plays kitty corner over a part of the ocean really and yeah i think you probably played it somewhere probably the 175 to 200 yard range and uh you know slide uphill coming over that but uh what a great hole and like you said you know you get these beautiful views here at Kapalua um some of the golf riders that come for the tournament they always tease me because when they come in my office they say my office has the best view in all of golf (laughs) I look straight down the first fairway I see the ocean the island of Molokai and Lanai in the background there the resort down there um, the main part of the resort down down below us, and and they always tease me. And you know, plantation course, you get a view of that almost on every single hole, and a majority of them on the bay course too. But like you said, the bay course is on the bay. Um, you know, the third, fourth, and fifth holes run right along the ocean down there. And uh, I think yeah, you know, for people that are coming to Kapalua, they get uh, you know two different things. They get you know obviously your championship course up here that. Um, we'll give you all the challenge you want, but yet it's playable. There's no water on the plantation course. and uh, But then you can go down to the bay, ocean side, maybe a little bit more of a resort-friendly course, but still four different sets of tees gives you some challenge. And, and we kind of feel like we have it all here at Kapalua. Of course, the plantation course ranked the best course in the state of Hawaii. And I think the bay course this last year moved up to number 11. So we're, we're pretty proud of what we got. You definitely should be very proud of, of what you have. Mike Jones, the general manager of Kapalua Golf and Tennis, is my guest here on Sports Business Radio. So we talked earlier, uh, the plantation course is home to the Hyundai Tournament of Champions. That is a, a great field that you have brewing for your next event coming up in January, isn't it? It is. Um, I was teasing Jason Day the other day. You know, I, we get to talk to the players once in a while, help them with accommodations and stuff here. And I told Jason, quit winning. I need more people in the field. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's, he's playing pretty good. But, you know, you got a great field. You got, uh, you know, not only Jason, you of course, Jordan Spieth, Patrick Reed, who won our tournament last year, Jimmy Walker, Bill Haas, uh, young guy like Brooks Kepka and then, you know, some of your old studies that come here on a regular basis, you know, uh, Bubba Watson, you know, people like that. And uh, very excited um, to, to welcome back Davis Love the Third this year. Davis, uh, you know, won on tour again this year. And, uh, you know, he was uh, back in the day on the Bay Course, um, one of his first professional tournaments ever, we gave him an exemption, or Kapalua did at the time, gave him an exemption into the 
Kapalua International. So Davis loves Kapalua. We talk to him all the time. Excited to have him back. So again, for our listeners, unless you've won on the tour the previous year, you can't play in the event at the plantation course, the Hyundai Tournament of Champions, right? Correct, yeah, and, and with this wraparound season, so the tournaments will end next week or, you know, in the coming weeks here with the uh, uh, Tournament of Champions, or excuse me, the um, Tour Championship, and then, you know, the fall season will start. So from the fall season all the way through, um, anybody who's won on the PGA Tour gets invited into our event. That's great. So again, you have the best of the best playing what I think is one of the best courses around the plantation course. It's just a great mixture. And then, you know, it's a new start to the year. So I think you probably get guys who are pretty excited about the upcoming year. And I know their families are excited to be over there with them. I'm sure that's probably a trip where they all bring their family, right? Yeah, majority of them do. And, you know, it's just right after the holidays, kids cart quite back in school yet and you know they come out early and get to hang out on Maui for a few days plus play in a golf tournament where there's 30 some players guaranteed check no cut um you know and it's a little bit of a relaxed atmosphere here which is nice for us we get to get up close and personal and get to know the guys we have some events with them during the week and and um you know for fans that want to come you know uh, the crowd here is a little bit smaller, so you get up close and personal with them as well, and, and they're usually in a pretty good mood. And, um, you know, start of the year, like you said, not, not in the heat of the battle of the U.S. opener stuff, so they're pretty friendly, and it's a good chance to get to see them up close and personal. And you've got some wins that time of the year. I know that last hole, what is it, a par five on the 18th, where uh, some of those guys just really smack it. And if the wind's behind them, uh, I mean, they, they really get it down there. And, you know, that adds to uh, the scoring at the plantation course. Yeah, the last holes uh, uh, can play 663 at the tips, you know, and we've got another tee that's up about uh, 40 yards, 620 or so. But you're right, it's downhill, downwind with the trade winds. And, I don't know if you remember this, back in 2000, the very first tournament of the new century was probably, could go down as one of the best of the century. We had Tiger and Ernie, and Tiger eagled the 18th hole, uh, walked in the clubhouse, thought he'd won the tournament. Uh, Ernie Els did. Tiger came right behind him, eagled to tie. They went into a four-hole playoff, which Tiger eventually won. But uh, that 18th hole, when they can get home in two, leads to a little bit of excitement, and we like that on a Sunday with a good finish. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, there have been some incredible finishes there over the years. So you mentioned you talked to Jason Day, who uh, is just having uh, a phenomenal year. I don't know that I've seen a golfer this hot since Tiger was doing his thing back in 2000. I mean, what did he, he almost shot a 59 the other day. Uh, I think he ended up with a 61. He's won several tournaments. Uh, the new generation of golfers that's coming, it used to be if Tiger didn't play in your tournament, you know, that was a tough go for an organizer. Now with Spieth and Day and Rory and some of the young guys coming up, it, it really has uh, made golf even more exciting to watch. Yeah, I agree totally. And, you know, Jason's won five times in the last 12 months that, that would qualify him for here so. I was kind of teasing about that a little bit. It's great to see it. Um, obviously a great player, but, yeah, that's what we like. You know, you get the Dustin Johnson, Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth, Jason Day, 
Um, you know, all these young, good players, even a guy like Brooks Kepka, who won down at the Waste Management. Um, you know, for the fans, it's great to see golf in such good hands and, you know, being able to see them all at this tournament here. Um, you know, again, where you have such a smaller crowd and stuff up close and personal, it's, it's pretty cool and it's a pretty special thing. And, you know, the young guys are committed to coming here. Almost all of them have said they were coming. I think Rory's trying to come. He's the only one that's question mark right now. But, um, you know, we, we love seeing those young guys here. And like I say, golf's in good hands with them. Mike, you guys have the Kapalua Golf Academy. It's Hawaii's most complete state-of-the-art golf school and practice facility. It was designed by Hale Irwin. I know when people are visiting and they're coming to play golf, uh, they love coming to the Golf Academy as well, right? We do, yeah. And, and we put some neat packages together. So if anybody's listening, you're coming to Kapalua, we put some neat packages together with half-day golf schools, lunch and around the golf that, you know, you can get into. But, uh the Academy, we've been very fortunate. Ben Hongo is our Director of Instruction, uh, former Teacher of the Year here in Hawaii. We've had uh, Claude Brousseau, who, uh, former Teacher of the Year in Hawaii, Gregory Fields. We've got uh, Todd O'Neill, who um, was in Eugene, Oregon, who's come out now. He used to work at Kapalua, come back, great teacher. Um, so there's a good staff down there. But for your guests, we've got... A variety of things we can offer half day schools one two or three day golf schools short game schools um, even specialty things to to play the plantation course in Hawaii in the wind and you know we can package some of that stuff together for them so that it uh, is a good value and they can get to experience all the Kapalua and not just the golf courses well I gotta say I live in Oregon but if I had my chance like the gentleman you just mentioned to live in Eugene Oregon or Maui, uh, it's no competition. I'm going to Kapalua, and I, I'd be back in Maui, too, pretty quickly. Oh, it was a tough sell, but I got Todd Todd talked into it, and uh, um, he's done a good job here at Kapalua, a great teacher, and the whole the whole staff over there can, can really help your game. So Now, what about accommodation options? I know you've got the Ritz there. I've actually stayed in, in the Kapalua Villas before, which are tremendous. What's the best way for people to uh, secure their accommodation if they're going to come play some rounds of golf at uh, Kapalua? Yes, you're correct. We've got the Kapalua Villas, and there's about 500 of those. Those are individually owned but put into rental programs so people can rent them out for a week. Um, you've got the Ritz-Carlton. Um, hotel, um, so that's a, a great option. And then also you've got what we call Montage Kapalua Bay, um, which is even a better option. Some of those are three-bedroom townhouses, so if you've got a large group coming, maybe more economical to put them into that. I think the best place to go to look at all this stuff is kapalua.com, and uh, from there you can get onto the RIT site, the villa site, and the Montage site. Um, but we put it all together through the Kapalua.com website or our own golf website for Kapalua, which is golf at Kapalua.com. And uh, so you've got a variety of options depending on what you want to do and, and great accommodations here for the folks to stay at Kapalua. Last but not least, the food. The Plantation House Restaurant, one of my favorite restaurants, and whenever I'm in Maui, it's now become tradition that my daughter and I have at least one meal there, and it's usually the last night of our trip, and we watch the sunset, and she gets to get a Shirley Temple, and it's a, it's a fancy occasion. She wears a dress, and I get dressed up, and it was just amazing. I had the ahi when I was there, 
most recently, and she had, they cut up some pineapple slices for her, and they brought out this sauce that was sour cream and cinnamon, so she could dip it into the sauce, and it was just, it was really, really good, but, you know, whether it's after a round of golf and you're going into the, the grill there, or whether you're having dinner, um, I know there were some people celebrating anniversaries and special occasions when I was there, but Plantation House Restaurant, you know, a lot of times golf courses, the food is an afterthought. Boy, I really love your restaurant. I think you guys got that right, too. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I mean, how how can you get a better view from a restaurant? It's like the oh view my from gosh. my office. You're yeah. sitting above the first tee, looking straight out down towards the ocean and uh, all the stuff in the background and you know, the Plantation House restaurant for years has got rave reviews and, you know, serving local cuisine, um, sushi, fish, you know, even a few uh, meat items, steaks and things like that. And then down at the Bay Course, we also have the Pineapple Grill, um, which is kind of a, a great little spot to get, um, you know, a, a quick lunch or, you know, dinner time. They serve a, a nice uh, meal just like the Plantation House at dinner time and, uh both those restaurants have won awards here in Hawaii, and, and they do a great job. So I appreciate your comments on that. And, you know, I, I think for a guest coming, we've got it all here at Kapalua, and we'd love to see them. As far as golf is concerned, are there peak times of year? If someone's listening and they say, all right, I want to go to Kapalua, and I want to play plantation and the bay course, but I want to come at a time where you know, I can get on the course and it's not going to be overly crowded, what are your times of year that you would advise for people to do that? Well, I think most any time of the year people can get on. I mean, we're busy between the two courses. We do about, uh, you know, 75,000 paid rounds of golf. And, wow. And, um, you know, I think the, the probably the busiest time of the year is obviously Christmas through the end of tournament week. And, um, you know, we're hosting the world of golf during tournament week and stuff. So that that's a, a busy time. But I think most of the other times it, it's, um, you know, accessible. You can make tee times on the golf courses if you're staying on resort up to 45 days in advance. So that's a nice option. So you can plan your trip, get your tee times and everything all set up. Um, you know, and just uh, I think pretty much any time of the year. Now, one of the great times of the year, I think you can get discounts and you can, you know, on airfare and different things like that is, you know, your October, November, December time frame, kind of what we call the shoulder season out here. So um, those are some good times if you're looking for a bargain to do that, especially with hotels and, and you know, airfare and things along that line. So, um, but I would think almost any time of the year we could get, uh, get you on the golf course. All right. As someone who's lived in Maui for a while now, is there anything else, if someone's coming to visit Maui, besides coming to Kapalua, is there anything that you recommend, hey, you really got to do this when you visit Maui? Well, I would say probably the number one thing, and it depends on the time of the year, but, um, you know, Maui's famous for our annual visitors, the humpback whales. Um, so if you come from Christmas through about till April, um, you definitely got to go out uh, on a whale watching tour out on the ocean and check out the whales and um, pretty special. They're, they say they estimate between the three islands here of Molokai, Lanai, and Maui that there's about five to six thousand whales during the winter time. So oh my gosh! I doubt when you go out, you'll see one, and it's cool to see them breaching and jumping around. But there's a lot to do on island too. You know, obviously, if you love outdoor activities, there's the ocean um, with snorkeling, scuba diving. Um, Maui's got a ton of bicycle trails. Uh, hiking trails, specifically here at Kapalua. Um, 
we've got a nice, you know, several miles of hiking trails, things along that lines. And, of course, um, visitors can go up to Haleakala Crater and check out the crater and the, the dormant volcano that sits up there. So lots to do on Maui. So I've got to tell you, when I arrived on August 29th, I turn on the local news and, you know, it's panic. It's there's going to be the perfect storm of three hurricanes that are going to hit the island. This has never happened before. And people were running to Costco for their toilet paper and gas. The weather couldn't have been more perfect and more beautiful the whole time that we were there. So I was so happy that uh, we had wonderful weather while we were there. Yeah, I, I've been here for uh, almost 10 years now, and, and in my time here, um, all of the hurricanes that have threatened have gone in different directions and not come. Obviously, years ago, over on Kauai, they had, uh, um, you know, a major hurricane, but, uh, you know, we don't get much of that here, and average temperatures between 75 and 85 year-round, nice uh, tropical breeze blowing, uh, not a better place to be most any time of the year. Well, if heaven's any better than Kapalua, I am just going to be blown away. But uh, Mike Jones, the general manager of Kapalua Golf and Tennis, find them online at golf at com. Mahalo for all of the hospitality when we were there. Uh, can't tell you how much we appreciate it and just uh, love Kapalua and look forward to our next uh, visit. Well, we hope to see you back soon, and thanks for inviting me on today. And, um, yeah, like you said, don't forget golf at com. If you need to look up accommodations or golf uh, reservations, we'd be happy to see everybody out here. And good luck with the uh, Hyundai Tournament of Champions. That's going to be a fantastic event, and I know people will want to get tickets and, uh, and come to that as well. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate your time. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Stay in the know at sportsbusinessradio.com. Podcasts, blogs, and more powered by Postano. SBR will be right back. Hi, it's Brian Berger. Here at Sports Business Radio, we are proud to work with our partners, Pastano. They make a sports-proven visual marketing platform that I've personally been amazed to see. Teams like the Dallas Cowboys, Boston Red Sox, LA Kings, and Cleveland Cavaliers all use Pastano to engage their fans. When sports teams and fans tell their stories together, amazing things can happen. Every fan has a story. Whether you want to put selfies on the Jumbotron, create a dynamic social media command center, or activate a hashtag campaign on your website, Pastano can design an amazing social experience true to your brand. Even better, using the Pistano platform can pay for itself through selling sponsorships. As an example, the Kings sell sponsor space to Toyota and other clients and run the ads using Pistano. Want to see what your team's social content could look like? Schedule a demo today. Go to Pistano.com slash sports. If you're a fan of this podcast, you understand the real power of engaging your fans. And these guys get it. That is P-O-S-T-A-N-O dot com. The website is sportsbusinessradio.com. My guest is Michael Chupka. He is the director of communications for Bandon Dunes Golf Resort. You can find them online at bandondunesgolf.com or on Twitter at Bandon Dunes Golf. I had the extreme pleasure of being able to play at Bandon Dunes and Old McDonald a few weeks ago. And at Old McDonald, Michael was one of my playing partners and boy. 
This guy's got a stick. Four birdies in a row. Shot three under for the round. Michael, if you work at a golf course or a resort like this, do you have to be like a scratch golfer? I could probably never work at a place like Bannon Dunes. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I, I got a little hot that day. Um, you know, I'm certainly not there every day like that. But I, I have a feeling it had to do with the birdie dances that Jay and, and Kathy <laughs> were doing. They were kind of getting me all pumped up for it. So that uh, the good vibes were definitely flowing that day. That's right. Jay Perry, who was the CEO of the Arizona Super Bowl host committee, was also one of the people that played with us. And she is a really solid golfer. She's been playing since the age of five. So I had never played with her before, Michael. And uh, I was really impressed by her game and Kathy's game. They had a ball. Yeah, it was it was great to see them out there. First trip for for both. Yep. Jay and Kathy, and uh, it was it was an absolute pleasure. Thanks for thanks for inviting me out there. Yeah, Jay sent me a text after when she was heading back, and she said, "I think I just found golf heaven." So, <laughs> uh, again, she's played a lot of different courses and has played since she was five. So that's high praise coming from someone like her. I am sure you hear that all the time from people who come to Bandon Dunes Golf Resort for the first time, don't you? We're very fortunate in that regard. Yeah, there's there's numerous guests that that we talked to on their first day, and they're like, you know, we have high expectations, and I'm not sure how you guys are going to reach it. But then by the end of their trip, they're they're singing the praise, and then we're just, you know, very fortunate to to be beloved by so many golf enthusiasts out there in the world. So for people who haven't played Bannon Dunes Golf Resort on the coast of Oregon, let's give a quick overview. So. You've got Bannon Dunes, which opened first, then Pacific Dunes. You've got Bannon Trails. You've got Old McDonald. You've got the Par 3 course, the Bannon Preserve, which is amazing that we'll talk about in a minute. You've got the Punch Bowl, which is a, a putting course where you can sip some drinks and work on your putting and have some competitions. But, you know, everything that you have done there, Michael, with whether it's the golf, the food, the lodging has hit the right chord with people, and it's just become a place where people from all over the world come to. Certainly, yeah, we 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 definitely listen to our guests and and kind of hear you know what they're what they're looking for, and you know whether it's you know going out and playing thirty six holes in a day, or if you're not capable of playing that second eighteen in a day, you've got the thirteen uh, hole bar three course, or you've got the punch bowl, um, you know. It, Everybody that's coming here are strong golf enthusiasts, and and um, you know we're just trying to make sure that that people have the best experience possible and can play golf from pretty much sun up to sundown. However, uh, however they want to go about doing that. Speaking of playing golf from sun up to sundown, this past summer you did the summer solstice. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's a, a great event we've been doing for a couple of years now. Uh, 72 holes in a day. So first tee time starts off at 5:30 in the morning. Uh, everybody's averaging right around a three-hour pace, and there was about 90 golfers this past uh, this past one this during the summer um, that went out. We we kind of split them up on all the four different courses and then rotate them around. But it's not a competition of any sort. It's uh, it's certainly uh, a badge of honor, kind of a you know that that you survived and you made it around all 72 holes, and it's just kind of a fun and, and unique way to look at the game of golf. Um, you know, in this day and age when when we don't have a lot of time to uh, to put towards something that's a recreational hobby like golf. Um, you know, if you've got one day to squeeze in as much golf as you possibly can, why not why not come out to Bandon Dunes and and get them all in at, at 
72 holes. So. Yeah, that's how I look at it. When I'm there, I want to try and get as much golf in as possible. But one of the things I've talked to people about who uh, run golf courses is that we live in the world of millennials now, and we live in the world of people having ADD, and you know they don't want to play 18 holes of golf. So I think you guys have been so smart with what you've done with the 13-hole Bannon Preserve and the Punch Bowl because if you just want to play – you know, a few holes and, and you don't want to play all 18 holes. Although I imagine most of the people that come to Bannon, they are the diehard golfers, but you've given them sure. other options for being social and, and not having to play 18 holes if they don't want to. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I think just the golfing culture in general, you know, we're so stuck on playing nine holes or 18 or, you know, breaking that, you know, breaking 90 for the first time or 80 or whatever it is. You, you know, we have these goals that are, kind of built in within the uh, the traditional aspects of the game. But, you know, just getting out there and playing, whether it's three holes or, or five holes or however much time you have to get out there and play golf, it's it's a great experience no matter um, how many hours you can put towards it. So that's uh, that's certainly the, the goal in mind when we built a 13-hole par three course and built the punch bowl. You know, how, how can we make the game more fun and, and, you know, kind of more engaging for, for a world that's uh, as busy as it is? My guest is Michael Chupka. He is the Director of Communications for Bannon Dunes Golf Resort. You can find them online at BannonDunesGolf.com or on Twitter at Golf. How many rounds of golf on the courses at Bannon Dunes do you guys do in a typical year? Uh, you know, Pacific and Bannon Dunes tend to be the busiest of the four. Um, trails and, and Old MacDonald are, again, extremely busy as well, but just in, a notch below. Um, and if people are coming here and they're playing multiple rounds and, you know, most people that are coming here are playing all four courses in a day or not in a day, excuse me, but all four courses during their trip. And a lot of times they're playing maybe five or six rounds. So, um, you know, if they're going to play one course, uh, multiple times or two, they, they tend to pick Pacific or Bandon. All four of them are, you know, top 50 courses that you can play in, you know, public, um, just kind of like in the public rankings, but it's uh, you know it's just a a pleasure to play them all, and and they're getting played constantly. We're a very very busy place. And then you've added flights into Bandon. You haven't, but the airlines have, which I'm sure makes you guys happy. There's flights coming in from Denver now, as well as from Portland. So uh, that's got to help business because I remember back in the late '90s when Bandon Dunes started and. The airport in Bandon was a little old airport that couldn't take yeah. all the airport traffic and the private planes that come in. That airport has really grown too, which I imagine helps you guys. It's been great. Yeah, to have that east-west uh, connection into Denver has been great for the coast, um, for the community, as well as for the golfers that are coming to Bandon Dunes. Um, those, those flights are every Sunday and Wednesday. They started this past summer, July 1st, and, and they'll be ending seasonally right now through October, October 18th. It's actually the last day that uh, that those flights will be in service this year. But we're hopeful that 2016 will bring, uh, you know, that flight, if not a couple more, in, back into Denver. So um, we're, we're really excited about it. It's been, it's been a great kind of addition to the travel uh, coordination for our guests, and it's, uh, it's been extremely helpful. One of the things we talked about when we played Old McDonald. By the way, I posted a picture at 
SB Radio. I almost had a hole in one. Michael, you were there to witness it. it. I've never had one before. So that's why I got a little extra excited. I was about three feet from the hole. And yes, I did tap it in for birdie. I, I didn't miss it, but, uh, it was well worth the picture. Oh my gosh. It was awesome. And then I love ringing the bell on uh, the 16th hole. That's also something that I like doing, but explain to our listeners, old McDonald, there's many tributes out there as far as the design of the course, the road hole is tributed. Explain how that works. Yeah, I mean, we, in fact, on our website and on our social channels, we just posted up a uh, link to our blog that kind of talks about the front nine and Doak's thoughts and kind of visions um, when he was designing the course. Uh, Old McDonald, it, it pays homage to C.B. McDonald, kind of you know, father of golf in, in America, won the first USAM, designed multiple courses, and, and brought over a lot of the architectural concepts that were um, – that kind of started the game across the pond. Uh, so that's uh, certainly what Old McDonald's all about is kind of paying homage to to CB and those classic architectural designs. Um, the, the course is certainly not meant to be a replica course. It, it's meant to to kind of be an interpretation of those of those designs and how um, maybe CB would have designed it if uh, if he was here today and and had the opportunity to design them out there on Old Mac. So. Um, you've got, you know, some of the famous, famous holes, the Eden and the Brits and the Redan, long and short. Um, you know, there's a couple out there that, that didn't have a precedent prior to, but the majority of the holes that are out there were designed, um, you know, with taking in, uh, you know, a famous architectural concept in mind. So it's, you know, if you're, if you're an architect geek, which I certainly am, it's a it's a pleasure to get out there and kind of see what Doak was thinking and and how he kind of tailored and kind of designed the holes into uh, to some of those those other famous holes all around the world. My main takeaway with Bannon Dunes, the golf portion, is it's got some of the best, most stunning ocean views of any course I've ever played. Uh, the golf and the design there. I played with someone one of the first times I played at Bannon who has played in Scotland and Ireland, and he said to me, if you blindfolded me and you dropped me out of a helicopter onto the Bandon Dunes Golf Resort, I would think I was in Scotland or Ireland. I wouldn't know the difference. And and again, I haven't been to Scotland or Ireland, but that's high praise coming from this person because he, he plays a lot of golf. But if we go sure. through the courses just for a minute, we just talked about Old McDonald, and I say, give me a quick synopsis of each course. Let's start with Bannon Dunes. Give me your, your quick synopsis for someone listening to this who wants a little bit of insight into the Bannon Dunes course. Sure. Bannon Dunes was the first course uh, designed in 1999 or opened in 99, designed by David McClay Kidd. Um, you know, a great traditional Lynx golf course, uh, beautiful views of the ocean. Um, and just an absolute spectacular routing from holes one through eighteen. Uh, they they just all make sense, and and they're a great test from start to finish. So Pacific Dunes, Pacific Dunes, um, in comparison to Bandon, and and then in comparison to Old McDonald as well. Pacific screens are are the smallest on property. Um, certainly a little bit more of a shot maker's course. The course is smaller, um, a little shorter. Um, potentially a little bit tighter in, in areas as well, but your angles are just are really, really important over that way. And and then just kind of the aesthetic look of it, the bunkers are 
a little bit more blown out, a little bit more dunesy, kind of, um, you know, a little bit more rugged right along the coast type of feel than something that over like over at Bandon would be a little bit more kind of formed and, and structured, structured. And finally, Bandon Trails. And the trails is, is kind of our hybrid of, of the Lynx experience. I mean, certainly still Lynx course, um, has the bump, you know, plays Lynxy. You're constantly battling the winds back that way as well, um, even though you do have a little bit more protection because um, the way that it's, you know, designed in the, in the way that it's kind of a hybrid with it being cut into a parkland setting and cut back kind of more into the forest, you do get that protection um, from the wind sometimes, but it, it can kind of toy with you as well once your balls get above uh, all the uh, the trees. Few minutes left with Michael Chupka, the director of communications for Bandon Dunes Golf Resort. Find them online at bandondunesgolf.com or on Twitter at bandondunesgolf. We know that the speed golf championships took place at Bandon Dunes for a few years. I get asked this question all the time, so I'll ask you: Are we ever going to see a tournament, uh, a major golf event take place at Bandon Dunes, or is that not part of the long-term thinking? Well, you know that we just hosted the U.S. Women's Four Ball Championship this past May, which was a blast. And uh, and during the the Women's Four Ball Championship, they announced that we're going to be hosting the 2020 U.S. Amateur, which we're extremely happy um, and excited about. That's certainly the tournament that Mr. Kaiser um, had his his goal set on um, on hosting at some point. Huge advocate for amateur golf and uh and we just love you know working with usga and and hosting usga championships so to be able to host their their most storied championship and and have the opportunity to uh to knock another one out of the park we're we're really looking forward to uh to getting working on uh, that 2020 event and which course will that take place on we we haven't heard yet um you know certainly with cb Winning the first U.S. Amateur, it'd be pretty darn cool to see uh, uh, Old McDonald host it. But you know, USGA will have a couple trips out here to kind of decide which course they're going to choose. So excited to uh, to hear that as well. Yeah, I might have to make the drive down for that. I think that's going to be a pretty cool event. And you know, one of the things again, if you're listening and you've never been to Bannon Dunes, there's no houses on the course. There's no golf carts unless you have an exception. It is truly like golf the meant the way it, the way it was meant to be played. I think that's even your slogan. It's just you and the yeah. golf course and nature and that's one of the reasons why I think so many people including myself just love it. It's uh yeah, it's a special experience. As soon as you get out there on that golf course, you're getting further and further away from the buildings and you know, you're making your way out there towards the cliffs and and that's all a part of the experience. I mean, Mr. Kaiser certainly wanted everything to be as far as the accommodations and the buildings and everything to, to not kind of stick out and, and be out there on the cliff side, you know, the, you wanted the golf experience to, to be what was focused on. And, and it's just, it's a great compliment to, uh, to the staff and to the, uh, to the resort that uh, people love coming out here and love getting out there and, and having just a pure golf experience. Well, the other thing I'll say is this, I have never, played in my life with a caddy except for when I come to Bannon Dunes and having a caddy is so much fun 
And, you know, I tend to have the same caddy for every round that I play there. So you build up a camaraderie with your caddy and your caddy gets to know your game a little bit and they can answer questions about the resort, the course, or even, you know, what's going on in Bandon. They, they're great ambassadors for Bandon Dunes, but I just think it's really fun to, to have a caddy. And certainly I have a little more energy at the end of the round because I'm not carrying my bag as well. They are great ambassadors, that's for sure. It's uh, you know, it's it's such a different type of golf than than what most of our our guests are used to playing back home. Uh, you know, dealing with the conditions of of the winds and and the firm, you know, tight fescue lies and and having to play shots more on the ground. It's it's extremely beneficial to take a caddy. They they understand Lynx golf. Um, you know, they'll, they'll get a great feel for your game and really be able to help shave some strokes and kind of enhance the experience. So, you know, it's not always about shaving those strokes. Um, but it's just, it's great to have somebody to go out there and, and walk the courses with you and, and kind of share in that experience. So they do a great job there. They're certainly great ambassadors for the, uh, for the resort. Well, and I'm going to give a little hint to anyone that's listening to this. that's going to go play band and after hearing this conversation, trust your caddy. They will tell you to club up or club down. Listen to them. They will read your putt, and you may go, eh, listen to them. They know what they're talking about. The first time I went, you know, I didn't really trust my caddy on some shots, and then I didn't factor the wind in nearly enough. And, you know, on a par three when I would normally hit seven iron, and they're saying, hey, you might want to think about five iron or a utility club, and I didn't listen. Now, every time my caddy gives me a suggestion, I'm I'm listening to their advice. We all live and learn. That's true. You don't need to live and learn, though, because you're shooting three under when you're out there. So, you know, and, and burning five, <laughs> burning four holes in, in a roll, we would say if you had gotten five, we were going to call it uh, the Phoenix, I think, weren't we? Oh, gosh. Yeah, you know, I, I've been out here for eight years. So if you're talking to me about my first couple walks around these golf courses, I don't I don't think I was necessarily going out there and, and doing what, what I did the day when we were out there playing. They're, uh, they're a tough bunch of courses. Was that like your Caddyshack round where you were just... You know? It might have been. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic stuff. Before I let you go, let's talk about food and lodging for a minute. Again, I think you know a lot of courses are great courses, but they're not great with the food and the lodging. You guys absolutely nail it with your lodging. Very, very comfortable. Several dip- different options. Uh, why don't you talk about some of those options? Because I know you've got like group rooms, and then you also have like if you just want to stay in a room by yourself. Definitely, yeah. I mean, there's 186 rooms on property. Uh, anywhere from you know a single um, room in the main lodge upstairs to four bedroom suites over at the Grove Cottages, um, two bedroom suites. You know, it, it certainly there's. A multitude of options um, for your group on, on whether you you want to bunk up as as a foursome or you, you know you want to kind of just bunk up with the buddies. So there's there's numerous options in the main lodge. You've got um, you know you've got the Grove Cottages, Lakeview, Chrome Lake. Uh, there's another lodge called the Inn, which is over kind of close to Bandon Trails, which is a great place for couples to kind of spend some time and then uh, the Lily Pond Lodges as well. So they're, they're kind of spread all throughout um, the eastern side of the of the property, but wonderful places to stay, very comfortable, great place to kind of rest your head and, and get some sleep and get ready for that, that next day of 36 holes. Yeah, they're really, really nice, all of them. 
I think I stayed in, in most of them. And then I was even greeted by a deer the morning I got up to get up early and, and go tee off. So that was cool. Uh, I took some pictures of that. Not every day that a deer just walks five feet, you know, up to you and, and starts, uh, having some breakfast. So that was fun. And then the food there, uh, you've got the Irish pub, you've got several different restaurants on site. And again, yeah. the food and the service is fantastic. Yeah, the uh, the the food is is incredible. It, I mean, the food and the accommodations and everything are, are such a strong complement to the golf. Um, you know, as well as the service from the staff. But staying in trails, you've kind of got more of a kind of an Asian fusion uh, dinner going on over there. Great menu, great menu items on the on the lunch menu. Uh, over at Pacific, you've got a little bit more lo- local kind of. Fresh fish, um, you know, Dungeness crab, uh, you know, a great kind of unique place over there as well. Um, a little bit smaller um, kind of venue over that way. Um, and it, it does also kind of link in with, with the punch bowl. So great place to go over there and grab a cocktail prior to dinner. Uh, also, you've got McKee's, which is a little bit more of your hearty foods. And then the gallery, which is the fine, fine dine kind of a little bit more formal experience, but certainly not a place where you're going to have to put a, a coat and tie on in order to, to sit down and enjoy the experience. Well, and then in the main lodge downstairs, you've got the bunker bar. Mm-hmm. And if you like cigars and if you like to have a drink or shoot some pool, uh, that's a fun place to stop by. Yeah, the bunker bar is, is certainly kind of your last stop of the night after <laughs> after a good dinner and a couple of glasses of wine. That's where most of our guests are hanging out and, and certainly enjoying some games of pool and throwing some dice and, and having a good time and kind of just reminiscing on their on their day as well as getting prepared for the next one. Well, Michael, thank you so much for the hospitality. Uh, it was a pleasure to get to play golf with you. I always love my visits to Bannon Dunes. Just a wonderful collection of courses and lodging and restaurants. And again, uh, highly recommend going to Bandon Dunes. Go to BandonDunesGolf.com or on Twitter, Bandon Dunes Golf. Thanks for the conversation, and I look forward to my ne- next uh, trip to Bandon. Thanks, Brian. Good talking with you. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Podcast this show and any other past SBR episode at sportsbusinessradio.com. Back with more SBR, powered by Postano, after this. Sports Business Radio talks to the people who call the shots in the world of sports. Brian Berger goes one-on-one with the biggest names. My guest is David Stern. He's the commissioner of the NBA. It is always a pleasure, Brian. Bill Hancock, he's the executive director of the Bull Championship Series. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban. Mark, thanks for joining me. My pleasure. My guest is Mickey Loomis. He's the executive vice president and general manager of the world champion New Orleans Saints. Pleasure to be with you guys. Mr. Allen, thanks for joining me. Thank you. My guest is Mark Emmert. He's the president of the NCAA. Oh, happy to join you. My pleasure. My guest is Eric Spolstra. He's the head coach of the Miami Heat. Brian, appreciate it. Glad to to be on the show. Mr. Nicholas, it's an honor to have you on Sports Business Radio. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure, Brian. Visit sportsbusinessradio.com and subscribe to our free iTunes podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and stay connected to the business side of sports only with Sports Business Radio. This is Sports Business 
Radio. We are back to wrap up this edition of Sports Business Radio powered by Pistano. Again, visit our friends at Pistano at Pistano.com or on Twitter at Pistano. Thank you to our guests this week, Mike Jones from Kapalua and Michael Chupka from Bannon Dunes. Thank you for their hospitality. Really enjoyed getting an inside look at their fantastic golf resorts and the business side of golf. A reminder, we have a new partnership with FanDuel. FanDuel is the leader in one-week fantasy football with more winners and more payouts than any other site. The money is real. They're paying out $75 million a week this fantasy football season. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com, click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner, use my code SBR10, SBR10, and you can start your team. And if you haven't signed up yet, I'm giving all Sports Business Radio listeners who sign up as new sign-up people $10 to play FanDuel. So go to FanDuel.com again, enter SBR10, in the right-hand corner when you click on the microphone. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs, Josh Blank, Doug Zanger, and thanks to our friends again at Pistano for powering Sports Business Radio. A podcast reminder, you can catch our show on demand via podcast. Just go to iTunes and type in Sports Business Radio. We're rated in the top 100 business news podcast. You can also find our show on Audio Boom. We have a brand new Audio Boom section with all of our shows dating back to 2006. Also, some of our best interviews. So go to audioboom.com and click in Sports Business Radio. Also, TuneIn Radio and Stitcher apps feature our show as well. Follow me on Twitter at SB Radio. Our Twitter feed was named to the top 100 sports business must follows on Twitter for 2014. And we're always looking for strategic partners for the Sports Business Radio Roadshow. If you want to be a part of our roadshow where we take our conversation with a marquee key decision maker from the world of sports to a university and conduct that conversation in front of a live audience, please reach out to me at brian at sportsbusinessradio.com. It's a great way to reach decision makers on college campuses as well as that ever-important younger demographic that our student attendees make up. Have a great week. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll talk to you soon. Honey got me running like I'm Flojo. Signs a name on my heart with an XO. Love so sweet, got me vexed Hello, my name is Sophia Berger. I want to tell you about the Pixie Project. The Pixie Project matches pets to the right people. The Pixie Project takes pride in finding matches for both people and animals. The Pixie Project also offers low-cost veterinary assistance. My family worked with the Pixie Project to adopt our lovable puppy, Scotty. He's a great addition to our family. So if you get a dog or cat, kitten or puppy, you should go to the Pixie Project. To learn more about the Pixie Project, visit them at www.pixieproject.org.